take two. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered Podcast. <laughs> hey, welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered Podcast. In this podcast, oh, wait. <laughs> All right, take four. Look no, at- you you just say it. You okay. can do it. I know you can. <laughs> just welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. <laughs> I am dying. Oh my god. We're gonna fucking get it. It's gonna be epic, okay? And every time we hear it, we're gonna laugh because this is what it took to get it. Okay. Welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. We are two moms who are neighbors and friends doing a podcast from the closet. In this podcast, we're getting real about life, kids, womanhood, and all the stuff in between. So buckle up, buttercups, and join us on this roller coaster. What's up, you guys? <laughs> We're back for another week, and um, this is Yesenia, by the way. And I'm sitting here with like an upset stomach all day, and I think it's just from all the shit I've been eating. <laughs> Remember yesterday have... when we were sitting there eating the shit, and you were like, "Sometimes you just gotta eat crap." And I feel like it today. So this wow. is like a true testament to. You know, like what you eat directly impacts how your mind feels and how your body feels because all day my mind has been like cloudy and foggy, super low on energy. And I just, I just don't feel like myself and my body today just because of the foods I've chosen to eat. And I've had probably more alcohol than I should have had this weekend (laughs) spread over a course of days, of course, but it's still more than I'm used to drinking. Yeah. Um, I don't know when I'm going to learn, <laughs> you know, but it's just one of those things that it's just so easy to socially drink that, um, you can, I kind of lose track of my consumption because I, during the week I don't drink that much. And then on the weekends I'm, you know, I mean, I said this last week, drinking at the pool and, you know, it's just easy to do that. It is, especially in the summer. Yeah. So this brings me to like, uh, you know, talking about doshas and I don't know how many people here know what those are or what that is, but it's an Ayurvedic term. Um, and Ayurveda is like an ancient form of medicine that they use, you know, in mostly, I want to say like in India and those countries. Yeah. I never even heard of it until you told me about it. Really? I never heard about any of it. Do you remember, uh, because you're a huge uh, Kardashian fan, do you remember, I don't know how many seasons ago because I stopped watching it, but Courtney was going to to an Ayurvedic practitioner. Yeah, so in this new season, they actually, she went back with Travis and did it all, and I watched that. Yeah. So, so oh yeah, I guess I kind of forgot mm -hmm. about that, but they did do, they did, I think, like, they had to do no caffeine, no sex, no, like, all these things. Yeah. No, I think no meat, too, which she's a vegan, so that yeah. wasn't hard for her. But um, all these things because she was trying to get pregnant. And so mm. the person um, was like, yeah, you have to stop all those things. So they did, like, a certain amount of day detox. And then they went to the place uh-huh. and did, like, all these cleansing. Yes, and, like the oils that they pour over yeah, the head and stuff. Yeah, and, like, stuff. the different um, cleansings. They Like, they didn't do the same one. It was, like, what their body needed. So uh-huh. she did one where she sat on like a pot and it like steamed oh, vaginal steaming yeah. is supposed to be really and good she put certain oils in there to like yeah. help her with her fertility because she's trying to get mm-hmm. pregnant and yeah she was like because they did i not ivf they did um fertility treatments and it mm-hmm. wasn't working and so she's like we're gonna stop all of that and do the natural just way and try to just get system. System. yeah but yeah there's like a the lady in LA that they go to that is like has a whole my uh, favorite yoga teacher here locally she her daughter is studying Ayurveda right now and she teaches yoga also but I wonder where she's going to end up working because I would love to go do a full like um you know I don't know what they consider it cleanse I mean how do they read it how do they figure out what your imbalances are so basically in Ayurveda, um, there are three types of doshas. And dosha itself in Sanskrit means fault or disease. So it's kind of interesting that the three, I mean, that's what, the, what, that's what it means. So you can either be vata, pitta, or kapha. 
and each one of them has like their own characteristics. And so I kind of wrote down um, some of the, like just a quick description that I found on Chopra.com because that was the first time I ever took a quiz was on Chopra. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, so for Pitta, it says, fiery and intense, enjoys the occasional power trip. She will devour a mountain of food with ravenous hunger and yet be ready to eat again when it comes to the next meal. Okay, that's just kind of like a little thing of pitta. And I guess all of these kind of refer to food because we realize food is really what fuels our characteristics mentally and emotionally. So um, Bata, it says, can never seem to get warm. She will nibble, snack, and graze her way through the day, and she may feel the need to rest often. She's also inclined to talk about a number of diverse topics probably repeating herself more than once. And then there's uh, Kapha, and it says type, uh, the Kapha type may, uh, with great deliberation, consume three pieces of cake. She will spend quality time curled up on a couch making phone calls to loved ones with uplifting motherly advice. So that's just kind of like, just based on those little things, I feel like we could probably categorize a lot of the people we know in our lives so I think it's super interesting that this happens. So when you're in balance with your with your dosha, then you won't have some of like digestion issues and even like characteristics like being short fuse and whatever. Like me, pizza, I'm all fire. Yeah, so it's kind of like telling you how to take care of yourself. Yeah. In those. Like it gives you parameters. Yeah. Like if you are mostly pitta, like which, which is what I am, um, it tells you like what you should avoid or try to consume. So for me, I am supposed to, it says qualities of a pitta, hot, light, intense, penetrating, pungent, sharp, and acidic, which is very interesting to me because it's like, yeah, <laughs> check, check, check. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. It just like it says when when in balance, pittas have a lustrous complexion, perfect digestion, abundant energy, strong appetite. And when out of balance, pittas may suffer from skin rashes, burning sensations, peptic ulcers, excessive body heat, heartburn and indigestion. So I wonder if that's why I always run hot. And like one of the things that or things I'm supposed to avoid are like garlic and onion and cumin and things that are gonna create fire in me and Mm -hmm. that's the stuff that I love the most so I don't know what I'm supposed to do yeah I yeah because when I was reading mine and like all of the things that I love I was like I feel attacked yeah (laughs) I'm like this is who I am and it's basically telling you like to not not to not do those things, but to really balance them out because yeah. too much of it is makes you who you are in yeah. your like not best self. Right. So what 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 were you? What was your result? I am a kapha. Ah, I, that, <laughs> knew? I knew it. I knew it. Um, it's so interesting though because I saw this post and it said kapha in her power, mm-hmm. and it says puts herself first, tends to her grief, has nourishing relationships consistent movement practice feels joy when sharing her gifts says no when she needs to and that's like all of the things that I struggle with yeah but also all of the things that when I am doing them I feel my best so it's like kind of crazy it's also so crazy how these personality tests or all of these different like type yeah. of person tests they're like all any of guys so they can they're be also similar. so spot on yeah in so many different ways well if you look at like your horoscope and your birth chart in enneagram mm-hmm. and i'm sure if we did the what's the other myers briggs yeah um type that we could totally find so many synchronicities between all of them so they have to be accurate or pretty accurate don't you think yeah, they. I feel like they are accurate, and um, it's just crazy because they're not accurate in the same ways. It doesn't feel like you're repetitively like finding out the same things. It's like very different aspects that you're like, oh, yeah. that's me. But it's like when you're reading about your dosha, it doesn't feel like, oh, I already knew this because of my right. name. 
they kind of interweave, but they it's do. very It's like different. a different layer to the onion, right? It's like, okay, yeah. the horoscope tells you about this, and then this tells you about this, and doshas tells you really about the importance of really taking care of your body and what you put in it, it for optimal, like, function, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just find it so interesting. I would really like to go to one of these places and um, yeah. to see a practitioner because it would be interesting to see how they do it and how they really figure out where things are happening. Because I've been to like uh, body, body energy centers. Um, and I mean, ev- every place has a different way they do their, you know, diagnostics, I guess. Yeah. But it is very interesting when you go to Eastern medicine and you see the different things that they look at. And, you know, one of the top things I, I can realize is that like in those questionnaires, it's like, how's your stress level? How are, how's your sleeping? How's your pooping? Mm -hmm. You know, like all these things that when you go to a doctor, they don't ask you these things. They ask you what your symptoms are. And then immediately, almost immediately, there's a prescription for it. Well, and when we're taking the quiz, one of the questions is about your sleep. Yeah. And like, if you're like a deep sleeper and you sleep for a long amount of hours, or if you like sleep, like if you need like four to six hours, I was laughing because I'm complete opposite. Yeah. I was answering them. I was like, oh, I could, I could just sleep forever. No, for me, it's like, I, my, probably my ideal time of sleeping is seven hours. But if I get anywhere between four and six, I can function pretty well. Yeah. And it's probably not good, but it's saying that pizza's... But there are people just thrive, that thrive yeah. like that. Yeah, I yeah. know. I need like 7.5. <laughs> or else. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one is Pitta in her power. Okay. Oh my gosh, this is funny. It says, tends to her anger and judgment, leads with her heart, shares her passion unapologetically, <laughs> makes time for fun and play. Brings her vision to life and rests consistently. Well, that I don't know about. <laughs> but that's you and your power. Yeah. Like, okay. that, those are the things that you need to to make sure you're consistently bringing into your life yeah. to feel that balance. Because. But I, I think says, I've gotten. Yeah, okay. Kiddos are known for being critical, hot-headed, and workhorses when out of balance. Yeah. Yep. So I'm always out of balance. It doesn't mean you have so, to sit around and rest, but you to always be mindful of that. I think I need to really start paying attention to that, cutting out the things that create more heat in me, which is caffeine, alcohol, um, and those spicy foods with a lot of energy builders, which is interesting too, because there are some Buddhists that, or Buddhists don't eat garlic or onion because it's a a stimulant. Um, Mm. So that kind of makes sense. It's like the like the thing that mellows everything else out. Yeah. And I, I, but I do feel like I've gotten better about resting, which I didn't before. So now I'm not like, I haven't done a list on the fridge. Oh, and I, I missed your list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's been they what, at they least like a month. need to make my list. <laughs> but I mean, I always have a running list in my head, but just not having it written down for some reason gives me permission to, Kind of like ease into yeah. the day. Okay, then don't go back. To yeah, <laughs> but I think that's like what I was. I needed to slow down because. Yeah. When I don't slow down, then I crash really hard. I'm just the type of person that is like, I feel like I've always said this about, especially, like going to the gym or working out. If I have someone to do it with, or like not necessarily with, or I feel like I'm. I don't yeah. know. Then I am like, I can do it. Yeah. I just need some motivation. Like, yeah. Do you but think it's, it's the, the visual motivation? Because Instagram plays a big part in that, don't you think? Yeah. But like, even so, when we lived in Chicago, I, for like a year, I went to the gym every single morning with my neighbor yeah. and we took our kids and dropped them off at daycare and we went and we worked out for an hour and a half every morning. And like on the days, which was rare that she was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not going to go. I would be like, oh. Yeah. You know, I guess I don't have to go. And then yeah. the accountability gets lost. Yeah. And it wasn't even like she was like, come on, you have to go or like trying to motivate me. But I think it's just like the not doing it alone part. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's account- yeah, accountability is huge. I think. And that's probably even why I post the way I do, because it's kind of like 
it's just a reminder to get it done. And if it, it's like, if you didn't even, if you didn't take a picture, did it even happen, you know, kind of thing. And so it's amazing to see also how many people that resonates with it's like, Oh, thanks. I was going to slack today. And now I saw your post. So now I'm going to go work out, you know? Yeah. It's crazy how it influences you. Yeah. So just like you can say that it negatively influences you, it can also be a really positive tool for reinforcement of the things that you know, you want to get done. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I just need to figure out (laughs) how to stay in my power. Right. It's just so interesting how different people are like that. Cause I don't feel like you're that way. Like you don't need anyone to motivate you. You just do it. Cause you but that's, I'm fiery because I'm yeah, fiery. I'm self-motivated. Like crazy the difference in, in types. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's really funny that. Rick, I feel attacked again. What did it say now? <laughs> No, I'm just thinking about like, I don't know. It really just points out your flaws. <laughs> which and is, which is, I mean, it sucks to read it because you're like, fuck, I already knew that about myself yeah. and now it's a confirmation. So yeah. you take that as what, do you take that though as criticism, self-criticism, or do you then channel that into something positive? Uh, no, because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> So you just like, but you know, one of the questions was when you're feeling stressed or under pressure, uh-huh. do you like push through it or do you curl up in a ball and die? Uh, no, that wasn't the answer, but it was like, do you um, yeah, yeah. like, and that's what internalized, I do. That's yeah. Not internalized, but like I, when I'm stressed or overwhelmed, I'm like super good at disassociating like, and shutting be down like, because nope. you faint when pain gets too much. So that's interesting that you notice yeah. that you have a tendency to like shut oh, down. I for sure know. I, I do it all the time. Oh. And, I and do, I'm I like, do it like daily and see, and I'm like the, I got to push through this shit because if I don't do it, who's going to do it? The world can just go on around me. I'm just going to stay. I wonder if based on that, that's why our lives are the way they are individually. Because if I have to look at all the times I've been in tough situations, if I had curled up and not done anything, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know? So for me, it's like, is my dosha just in alignment with how this life was going to be for me. Yeah. You know, like it opens it up to like a whole nother realm of ideas and possibilities of why I'm geared the way I am. Yeah. Because you and Rick are the same and same for him. Like he could have taken a whole different path. If he wasn't who he is, he wouldn't be where he is today. Exactly. At all. Yeah. And I think, yeah, my life gave me the opportunity to to, uh, finish that sentence to not deal with my I don't I wouldn't say not deal with my issues but I think I had uh like a strong support system to get me out of yeah I don't know very interesting. I, I mean, this kind of leads me now to wanting to find someone that can do like a past life regression and tell me really in depth, like what were my past lives? How many have I had? And what is the repetitive thing with each one? Because why am I like, what is my purpose here now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because each life that you continue on is a really to balance out things that weren't in balance before before. yeah I feel like you need to do a um tarot card reading oh I've been waiting for that yes I haven't done those in a while so it's interesting because you know also growing up with the spiritual background or not spiritual religious um indoctrination that I went through I for the longest time I was like oh these are like you know, they're not, they're satanic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's how I thought about it yeah. for a long time. And it was like, oh, that's like, it's almost like, um, bad juju kind of. Yeah. Like you're inviting that in. Yeah. But like what I have found, and I didn't know which one I was choosing. I went to this store that I love in Laguna beach. It's called the chakra shack and they just have a lot of spiritual stuff happening in there. So I went in, I think I did a, um, an aura reading that day. Okay. It's just, they've got this like machine that it's really interesting. And it gives you a full printout of, you can get like really down to 
details of everything or you can get like a basic one that kind of goes over each little thing. Yeah. But I, I went by, by a section and I was like, what's this? And I stopped <laughs> and there were all these different kinds of tarot cards. And so um, I was just looking at them all. And then for some reason, I picked up the one that I picked up and I forget the name of it now, but um, for whatever reason, it's kind of like anything you're called to something energetically. Yeah. So I just picked it up and started kind of, uh, I, I bought it and at home I was like, okay, I'm going to start doing my own little readings. Like I would do like a weekly reading where I would uh, use it like a journaling session. So okay. I would do my my reading and then go through each because I still don't know what each card means because I don't do it enough. And I really swear that I have no more memory <laughs> in my brain to remember all these things. Yeah. Like I just cannot. It's full of nineties hip hop. It is. It is for sure. I've seen that for sure. Exactly. If I could clear all that out, I would be able to retain so much information. But, um, so I go off of the little paper that tells you like everything, what each card signifies. And for a long time, I was like, these are on spot every single time. And what I like about it is, you know, only, you know, with it being a personal reading, only you know how this is in line with what you're actually experiencing. Well, and I've seen two other people like do readings and they're like you, the purpose is for you to interpret the things yeah. the way that you see them fitting into your life. It's exactly. not for anyone to tell you like, Oh, you're going to like, I think a lot of people think tarot cards and they're like, Oh, like it's going to tell me like, I'm going to die on right. March 3rd, no. and, you know? And yeah, it's like, no. no, it's, they're all symbols of what could be going on in your life. And you interpret it the way that, yeah. And that, and it's more, I feel like it's more so bringing up what you already know inside right. of you and exactly. you're interpreting that yeah. it's not, the card isn't. It's like when you go back and read your horoscope from two days ago and you're like, oh, that was spot on for that day. So it's kind yeah. of the same thing with tarot because you're using your, it's your energy. The cards are picking up and I have not gotten a lot of repetitive cards. So they're very, so what I would do is I would sit with the, I would write out the cards. There's 10 card placements. So each one I would write what card it was and then what it meant. And then underneath it, I would write how I would relate it to what's happening in my life. And I really started to pay attention to like where things were happening and where I needed to pay more attention. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like maybe if I had been stuck on a, on a, decision to make like it comes up so the thing is too like before you're going to do a reading you should make an intention for that because it's energy that you're putting out so it's really important too to to like be able to reel it in a little bit so that you can get an accurate reading on what's happening yeah not just be like yeah whatever maybe we'll do that um ahead of time next time and then we can talk about how it felt for you (laughs) so what uh, like for the few people that I've done it for a few clients and um my cousin and you know a couple of other people that are open to it because it's still so out there you know that yeah I don't want to scare anyone off either movies and tv shows it's portrayed so differently I mean you always have the gypsy with the thing around her head in front of a crystal ball like it's it's doom and gloom it's like skeletons and you know, it, it, and it really shouldn't be that. Um, but yeah, we can, we can definitely do that. Yeah, That'd be interesting. I've never done anything like that. I've always wanted to do like a psychic reading too. Um, or not like a psychic reading. A but medium? Yeah. I have a, a medium. Um, I experienced him because my friend was taking his training to kind of Cause you, if you have a gift or an inclination, you kind of already know, Yeah. you just need someone to teach you how to fine tune it and tune in. And a lot of it is really just meditation because you have to go within so much to feel without. Right. And so, um, I went, she was able to bring one person like once a month to, as a guest so that they could all kind of, all the students could kind of practice their, you know, their abilities. So there was three of us on the couch and um, four students came in at a time with the main guy and um, they just start saying things. So no, neither, none of them know who it's going to relate to on the couch. And so there were certain things that I'm like, no, that's not me. That's not me. And the girl next to me was like, that's me. And like full on sobbing, like, like very specific things. 
And um, for me, it was somebody that I knew that passed away tragically, abruptly, like, so she came through and she, she said, uh, I want you to know that I was already gone before they left me. And, um, to stop thinking of her the way I was thinking of her, like Aww. victimized, you know, like, yeah. and I couldn't believe, cause at first like, the name came through more of a male form. So I wasn't, it wasn't clicking in my head. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, could that be with an A at the end? And he said, yeah, he says, I just get letters. I don't, you know, gender doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So that was when I was like, oh my gosh, this is a trip. Like, because like he described what happened and I was like, oh yeah, that's for sure me. So then I was so curious that I booked a session with him. And in that session, man, it was, it was, it was loaded. It was a hundred percent true and very small details that nobody else would know. He, he told me so much. So he's like a Qigong practitioner also, and does like Qigong is energy work. It's all energy work. So, um, he, if sometimes if you have a session with him and just him feeling you out and throwing things out that are going to resonate isn't enough if you feel like you've got a physical thing he puts you on a table and actually moves the energy oh so um do you remember the goop lab have you watched it yeah do you remember the guy that did so he does that okay um what was that called body body something there's so many things with energy work that you know it can you go through all these different channels right but he picked up so many things. I mean, like very specific things. My grandpa came through and he was, because my grandpa spoke only Spanish. He, the guy was telling me the words, he goes, what does this mean? And what does this mean? And and I would tell him and he goes, Oh, I see what he's trying to do. And so he would say it. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's for sure. My grandpa, like that's he described crazy. how he looked like wow. just very specific things. And after that, it's like, how, how do you deny that this is yeah, real. And I always, it, like I said, I still feel kind of torn about it because I was so indoctrinated to not believe in this type of energy work that mm-hmm. it's hard for me to shut it down in my head. Like, do you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. I feel like there's a possibility, but I like my whole life I've been a I've been really bad at like believing something that I can't see Mm -hmm. in like so many different forms like even as far as like conversations like I can't have a conversation that's fake or I can't like pretend to love something that I don't love like that's just I just don't have that in me you can't fake the funk yeah and I remember going through a lot of my life learning about God and religion and all that stuff and like I think there were probably multiple periods in my life where I was like, okay, like I'm going to do this. Like everybody goes to church and everybody believes in God. And like, I just don't have it in me to believe in something that I can't, it just isn't, it's not even like I can't see because obviously no one can, but it's like, I don't feel that it's right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I feel like I have that really strong sense to like, I can only believe in the things that I can feel are, mm. are right. And so there are like things that I can't see that I just know yeah. exist. But yeah, it's like a weird, it's a weird line to walk because because uh, there are some people I feel like believe in something that is going to help them because they that's their last resort right. and that's the only thing left to cling yeah. to. Um, and we've said this before, but like religion, similarly, like lots of people that flock to religion have had like drug abuse, alcohol, some like trauma, something, and that's what they're clinging to, to bring them out of it Mm -hmm. and like good for you. But then also it's like, I don't have that. I don't need that. I don't know. It just doesn't feel. It's about like, where do you take your power back? Yeah. And I just just can't fake, I can't fake believe in something to make myself feel better. Right. So, yeah. So I don't know. (laughs) Then how do you, you know, like with, with this, it was for me, that first session, I got so much out of it and I was going through a really hard time with uh, my parents at the time. 
I mean, I'm always kind of going through a hard time with them, but at that time it was like the beginning of it. Yeah. And, um, he just flat out said, and this was coming from my grandpa. It was like, you're just going to have to accept him as he is. And it was talking about my dad, you know, and it's like, and I've already known that. So that was just like confirmation of like, you got to accept it. But then that's where for me, it's like, I accept it, but I will also choose not to engage in it. Right. So acceptance doesn't mean you continue to let somebody do something to you repetitively or make you feel a certain way. Yeah. That's kind of like boundaries too. Like you don't have to be mad or resentful, Yeah, but you can also set parameters in which you're not allowing them to walk all over you. Exactly. So hearing that for me gave me permission to like, I accept and release and that's it. Like I, that was what I needed to hear on that. So that was kind of the beginning of me saying, I don't really need the approval of my parents to live my life. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I went to him a second time because I was trying to get pregnant and it just wasn't happening. And I was like, what is happening there? I'm off. Like I'm healthy. I'm young. I should be able to get pregnant. I never had a problem before, you know, so I wasn't getting pregnant and I booked a session with him just kind of to like, is this, am I not supposed to have a baby right now? Am I not supposed to have a baby period? Am I like, what is happening? And really when you go, you're not supposed to tell him anything about anything. Yeah. It's like, so you don't, you don't even say, how was your drive over here? Like Nothing. just literally come in and sit down and then he feels you mm-hmm. and starts talking. So no, then not literally not feels you, but like you <laughs> sit and, yes, and it was interesting too, because he wants you to sit in a certain angle from where he is and a certain distance. So I was just kind of sitting there and he was like, your stomach's hot right now, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, it is. So he started like, he, he like really focused his gaze on my stomach and within seconds like I felt a cooling sensation I had never felt anything like this before I felt a cooling sensation I was like oh and he goes is it better now and I was like yeah we we go on right so then during this session he's like is it happening again with your stomach and I was like yep and I was just like it's so it's just mind-blowing right but then he said are you trying to have a baby right now and I said yeah I am he goes it's not working, isn't it? And I said, no. And he goes, you need, you're holding on to a lot of things from your past relationship here. And, and so then I was like, but I've had a child since then. So why was I okay to have a baby then? And not now. And he goes, who knows? It's circled back around. So until you let that go, you're not going to get pregnant. And so my job, when I left there, he gave me an assignment was to go home sit in meditation and envision myself sitting across on a big table. He's like on one of those long tables that you see in like castles. Right. And you picture your ex on the other side. Did that make you angry? Yeah, it did. Because I'm like, it's his fault. Like what the fuck? You're still haunting me. (laughs) Like I, I have, I left you this many years ago and now you're the reason I can't get pregnant. You know, and I have to do the work. I have to do the work. Why am I always doing the work? No, but so he, so he said, envision him on, on the other side of the table. And instead of feeling like you're the victim of the situation, you need to tell him, thank you for putting you through those situations because they made you who you are. And he says, and when you're done with meditating, he says, sit on that as long as you need to, until you don't feel that anger anymore. And that's what it was. It was anger, you know? So he goes until you don't feel it anymore. And then you got to walk away from that meditation and let it go. And so I did, I, I did that. And I saw him like at the end of December, I want to say it was somewhere around Christmas, maybe before new year's. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I look at the timeline of when I got pregnant, it was three weeks following our session. Wow. Like that's wild. So you can call it crazy. But I've experienced it. And, (laughs) you know, like we were talking about with our cultures, you know, we have a lot of these spiritual practices that our people have done and have passed down and it call it crazy. But for some reason, there's rhyme to, to, you know, there's reason to rhyme. It just somehow makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. It really is. But I think it's for every person to experience individually 
And I think there's so many practices out there in so many different avenues that you kind of have to gravitate towards what, what resonates. What, yeah. And yeah. like, not everything is going to work for you and not everything's going to feel right. Yeah. And you have to kind of just. Have you ever had any kind of like spiritual feeling or encounter that would solidify something for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tell, me <laughs> no. tell me a story. Tell me a story. In Hawaiian culture, you're not supposed to whistle at night. It um, calls out the spirits and it angers them. Oh. So our whole childhood growing up, my dad, like if we were whistling at nighttime, he'd yell, stop whistling, stop whistling. You're just not supposed to. It's like bad, bad luck. So one night I was probably, I want to say 14. And I went, we have a huge yard and it's, there's not a lot of light out there when you walk out into the yard and it overlooks the ocean. And I went out to feed the dogs. It was dark and I, they were out in the yard somewhere and I whistled for them. And I was just standing in the middle of the yard. Everyone else is upstairs. Like nobody is out there with me. And I just feel a hand grab the side of my, um, my, my hip. Yeah. And I screamed and turned around cause I thought my dad snuck up on me and there was nobody there. And I was like, but it felt like a full on solid hand. Like grab. someone just grabbed me with their hand. And I went inside and I was like, what the heck? And I was like freaked out and I lifted up my shirt and I had a handprint on my Yeah. And I went What? And I went and showed my dad and I was like <gasps> and I was, The spirit came. And I'm telling him and he just looked at me and he goes, How many times I have to tell you not to whistle <laughs> at night? Like that's, that's what you get for not listening. Yeah. It's it was crazy. I, that was like a big moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like this isn't a joke. Yeah. Uh, and then when I was in college, I was going through like a ton of like depression and anxiety yeah. from being away from home. And I was in Oregon. It's super rainy and gloomy. And I'd never experienced that before. Like yeah. I just couldn't get myself out of bed. I wasn't the sleeping at night. I, I was like finding wrong ways to cope with what yeah. I was going through. It was just so bad. And it like got to the point one time where I just was like having a full on panic attack and I didn't, I'd never had anxiety or depression. So I didn't even know what was going what on was. with me. And I remember going to sleep and, and waking up to feeling like someone was sitting on my chest and I woke up and opened my eyes and I saw my, my grandma, my dad's mom, we call her Chuchu. Like I saw her face. And I was like, what? And then it stopped hurting. And I called. She had passed away when I was seven, I think. Mm -hmm. Or no, maybe younger than that. Probably five. Mm -hmm. But, and I called my mom and I was like, I just saw Juju. Like, what is going on? And she was kind of like, okay, like, you're going crazy. But I think it was just like a sign that I needed to go home. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I ignored it. <laughs> yeah. As we do most of the time when we get signs and they can be yeah. so small, but sometimes they're so big and we still keep bulldozing through it, yeah. you know? So it's almost interesting to see that really we make our realities, right? With our thoughts and with our decisions to go along with them. And maybe some of them are to learn lessons hard ways. And then those become your lessons that you pass on to your people, you know, because you're like, hey, I didn't listen. I hope you'll listen because this yeah. is what happened when I didn't, yeah. you know, because. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like a lot of my life, too, things have just kind of worked out the way that I knew they were going to work out before, before, before it happened, like getting our house mm -hmm. like that still to me is the craziest I don't know. And I talk about it sometimes and Rick is like, it's just whatever. Like, it's just the way that it happened. Yeah. But the fact that we put 22 offers in on houses all over this area, that is... and that is the only one that got accepted. And it is the only one that we came and we saw and we walked through it and that we got out of the car or we came out of the house and got in the car and we both just sat there and we both were like, this is okay. the neighborhood. Like yeah. this is where we want to be. And then we spent another like 10 minutes driving around the neighborhood, just looking. Cause we were like this, we just felt like this is it where felt we like home. To be. Yeah. And then we flew back to Chicago and they 
called and said, oh, they accepted another offer. And I was heartbroken. And yeah. like, this is like the 10th house that we put an offer in. Like, yeah, you know, it was just another one, but I was so sad. And then it was like weeks later they called and they were like, it, they, they, their loan fell through and they want to give it to you. And yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy how it was. Not- I just knew we just knew when we were here and it, and it was not easy, but it ended up working out. Yeah. No, like things like that, I feel, and that's kind of how I feel like we got here too. I, we were at the, we were like, let's just start looking for houses and see what happens. Right. And this was the second house that we saw. So we came out one time and kind of drove around and just kind of looked at neighborhoods, but this was one that Will had kind of had his eye on. Yeah. I think that's the first thing he said to me when yeah. we like met, he was like, I used to drive here to go to my grandparents yeah. Cresta, and I just loved this yeah. area and I always wanted to live here. Yeah. Which, little. which is interesting because then like during the house buying process, so we, we came out to look at houses. Um, we only looked at, uh, I think six houses or seven houses. This was the only one that when I walked in, I was like, it's so bright in here. And it wasn't so much like my house has great natural light at some point everywhere, but it felt energetically light to me. And I was like, I could feel it here. Even though there are things about the house I don't love. Yeah. Our house is beautiful. But it it was the way it it felt. And I remember pulling up to the curb and looking outside and I was like, this could be home, you know, and then walking in and then having like the different feeling through the house. And so when we decided to put an offer in, Will was, I feel like he's really stressed about the house buying pro- process in general. But he, cause he, you ask him and he's like, yeah, you said you didn't care. It's not that I didn't care. I just knew that this was the house. So we were in a bidding war. There were things falling through left and right. There was all, there was so much happening. They had so many offers in on this house. Yeah. Why did they pick us? You know? So it's like, to me, the house buying process was a breeze. <laughs> like I didn't really have, I did yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it just happened the way it was supposed to yeah. things like we couldn't get insurance. And then all of a sudden we could, and you know, things like that, that sales are contingent on mm-hmm. just, there were, there were solutions every single time. Whereas we'll saw them as like, Oh, these are just pain in the ass things. You know, we might not get it. We might not get it. And I was just like, gonna get it it's fine like in my head I'm yeah. we're, we we got this yeah and I feel like Rick kind of feels that way right now or he has in the last year of like this stupid house because we've had so many issues with right. it but I think there's still there's still something coming that's gonna make it worth it not that what we've already experienced hasn't been worth it because yeah. I've loved living here living yeah. here and like yeah, we had a flood in the bathroom and had to redo the whole thing and like all these other things go wrong, but that's just homeownership. It is. And it is an old house. And I don't know. I just think at some point we're going to get to a point where something happens that he's going to be like, oh, like the culmination the right place at the right time for this to happen. And it wouldn't have happened any other way. And I, I feel like it's still coming, but I already feel like I it just, happened. I met you guys. <laughs> like, that was the whole purpose. Yeah. I mean, I'm content. I'm not waiting right. for anything, but I, he's still for waiting him. for, I don't know. He's, he's not waiting for anything, but I think that there's something coming that will make it feel worth it to him. You know what it was and, for me? Um, or maybe it's coming. He, he, he doesn't silently admit keeping it. it. Yeah. But like, I just can't like, we have moved into the perfect neighborhood with the perfect people. Like I can't imagine. And also, too, how many times do you meet some another couple where your husband gets along with the spouse? Never. <laughs> right. Right. There's always something like, oh, yeah. just, you know, whatever. Yeah. I feel like they have a bromance that I never, <laughs> I never anticipated. And it's yeah. kind of it's really neat to see. And, and even, it's been like a little s- slower growing than us. Yeah. But, but they I don't spend hours talking the way we do. <laughs> I think that's the domino effect. It was the girls, which led to us, us. which led to that. And it's just yeah. all kind of panned out in its own timing. Yeah. And yeah, I just can't, I can't imagine living in another neighborhood and, and feeling so yeah. at home. Right. Like, because nowhere else we've lived, we felt at home, yeah. which we've never bought a I house. I know you've moved lived so many housing. times. But like, I've always just been like, hey, like we're here for a little while yeah. and then on to the next. And this is like the very 
first place where I'm like, I don't want to have an ex. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. But that says a lot too, because if you think about it in the year that you've been here, you've done so many new things and like, that's incredible. Like maybe being here and knowing or having that feeling that this is where you can make some roots, you know, leave some roots that you're allowing yourself to really have that expansion of, yeah. of who you are and who you're supposed to be, you yeah, know? And I don't think I'm so focused on the what's next. Yeah. I'm able to like settle and worry about what is happening yeah. now because I've yeah. always worried about what's going to happen. Yeah. I think for me, like the gift that has come from just almost surrendering to this, you know, process of letting go in general has been like me leaving the area that I was pretty much born and raised in and coming here and realizing like that was when my anxiety was at its peak Mm -hmm. coming here because I now I had nowhere like I had no foundation no baseline no nothing so I'm like starting from scratch and I've never felt like that before I mean I had moved to different cities but I was always close enough that it, it still felt like I'm only 20 minutes away from where I grew up oh I'm only 30 minutes away from where I grew up now I'm like everything feels different over here. It's not that far away in distance, but it's a far, it's like far enough away that feels feels like like another world sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so me coming here really forced me to now let go of unhealthy family ties Mm -hmm. that I don't think I could have done if I had still been within that distance. There's something about this amount of distance that kind of cleared the path for me in my head of like, this feels heavy over here. And when I come home, I don't feel that way. When I get off Ortega highway, I'm like, I'm, I'm relaxing. I I notice the difference in my shoulders when I'm coming home versus when I was driving there, there was a lot of tension. There still is when I'm driving into work, I can feel my body tense up. And it's like, you talk about, you know, where you store trauma and where you feel trauma in certain spaces when we lived in my home that I grew up in for a temporary time, my, we rented it for my parents for four years. We were in there. I painted, I, you know, I make a space feel like me, mm-hmm. but I could not get away from the heaviness of the home yeah. because there was a lot of trauma growing up in that house. So I'm like all of that in that whole area, there's so many memories of things that happen. And over here, I don't have that. I have this blank slate. I have, mm-hmm so much opportunity. Nobody knows me here. They don't know the shit that I had to, you know, like they don't yeah. know anything and I get to really, it's a second start. Yeah. yeah. Be yourself, not attached. It's the revival, it. honestly. And that's <laughs> what it feels like. So, you know, I feel like anyone that met me on this side <laughs> is, is it's experiencing a whole, a whole different Yesenia, Yeah, to be honest, because it came with also like, you know, me post me shaving my head. I had a, yeah, I, like, that's who I thought you I mean, you are that I am, but I I wasn't, that's the thing is I feel like when that happened, like that was the full beginning of a different phase for me of just giving like no fucks about (laughs) anything kind of, you know, and kind of now being able to separate myself from an old me to the new me, Mm -hmm. which I think the new me is who I was before the world told me not to be her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like an imposter thing. Like I'm going to create a new no, this is who I want to like, be. I can be myself a hundred percent and not be attached to anything that like tried to make me something that yeah. I wasn't. And that's why I think it's so important too to just realize that all of it has to do with our choices and our mindset, you know, and that goes in line with a lot of other things. So <laughs> like, like we always we do, go. we went on a ride, but this is all energy we are talking about. So doshas, you know, it creates your external and your internal energy centers. And it's the same thing with tarot. And it's the same thing with, with everything is that, you know, there's, there's a law there. What is the law? <laughs> Yeah, and it's crazy too when you read about your dosha. It's like, oh my gosh, when I am abiding by these things that I know my body needs, I do feel. I so do much feel better. better. Yeah, and it's a good reminder to to go back to those things mm-hmm. because you stray so far from it that it gets hard to get back to that. So I feel like reading about it and constantly being like aware 
something will help you just be your best self. That's why I wonder how people live life and never inquire about anything. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It must, I mean, is it blissful or is it tumultuous? Misery. But, you know, it's like, have you seen that meme? It's like um, what I thought spiritual, spiritual awakening would look like versus what it actually is. And it's <laughs> like, that's exactly how I feel when I started practicing Kundalini yoga, which is very much about energy. It's called the yoga of awareness. And it's because like, shit, you face some things. And I remember when I started doing that, I was unraveling. And it was almost alarming at first. The world was like, what is happening to you? But yeah, I feel like I have people in my life that are very um, closed off yeah. to letting go of it, to, to opening up to that because it's scary. Because if you it is scary. open up, if you've been, you've been keeping closed for so long and you open up, it's going to come flying it's out. It's a floodgate, and it's let me not tell you. And it's going to be like, oh, I'm free. It's like, no, you got to work to get to that place. And so it's hard to be like in that space of awareness and like um, knowing that there are things you need to do to keep yourself healthy and then watching people that you love stay closed off. It's right. like if you only knew, but there is like the something that is holding them back from opening up because it's scary and yeah. it's just interesting to me. But like, I think we were talking about it this morning on the meeting. Yeah. It's like we both kind of are yeah. Open books. Yeah, I feel that way. And I just don't, yeah, it's just, I, I don't understand. I mean, I get it and I understand, but oh, I just feel bad for the people that don't feel but like they can then, you know, and, like, and improve their lives. Well, that's why this saying is ignorance is bliss. And if, even if you're choosing to be ignorant, it's yeah. still blissful because once you know, you know. So do you, now I think that's where we get into a lot of like the, bad thoughts and feelings that we have about each other because we know the difference and we're choosing something else, you know, or we know what we're supposed to do or say or whatever, mm -hmm. but we choose to do the other thing. So now you're in a fight with yourself because you went against your own ethics, yeah. you know, your own, everybody has their own code of conduct, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think all this stuff is only for the people that are ready to really, like accept and release or work through a lot of things, whether it has to do with what you're ingesting physically or with what you're watching or who you surround yourself with, you know, all yeah. of that. And if you're holding it all in and you're like, Nope, like I have too much packed in here to let go or I will just literally fall apart. Yeah. I think everyone needs to fall apart at yeah. some point in their life. And yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't, well, I think I did that. <laughs> I don't think people realize like you're not hiding it. No, it's everyone just, around it's you feels the ways. energy. Your ch if you have children, they feel the energy. Like it's scary to let it all go and maybe turn into a person that you're not yeah. right now. But what's the alternative? You die with that no. weight on your chest. Like yeah. it's just. I don't know. People need to be open. I um, was just listening to a podcast. Jana Kramer, she has a wine, what's called wine down. She was on um, One Tree Hill, but she went to, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose the name of it. What is that retreat called where people go to like, it's like an intensive therapy. Um, hold on. You'll, I bet you've heard Vipassana? of it. No, hold on. It's called Onsite. Have you heard of Onsite? Oh, the, it's like you go there and they have different programs, but the one that she went to, which is the most popular, it's like four days of intensive therapy. You do like six hours of one-on-one -on -one therapy a day, and then you do group therapy. Um, and it's just like, they just like tear you apart, but like in the best way. And she's done it twice now, I think. And she's like, both times I've just come home feeling like, so much better and she was on the podcast talking about it and her friend who is going through a divorce right now um who's very much her personality is to stay closed off she's not a touchy-feely yeah. person she's not a um speak about her feelings kind of person and john was trying to convince her she's like you need to go and she's like i just don't feel ready like 
You're never ready for that kind of experience. And you could hear the frustration in Jana's voice. And she's like, I just love you so much. And I know what this could do for you. And so she's like, I want you to go in your own time when you're ready. But it's also so frustrating to watch you um, resist against it because you're scared. And like, it's okay to be scared, but it's going to, in the end, make you better. And I feel like, yeah, that's my frustration going through life with some Mm -hmm. people is like, you can't be scared of the unraveling because it's going to, in the end, make you a better person. And that's what builds you. Yeah. And it's hard for everyone else to watch you walk in this pain or misery. Mm -hmm. You think you're hiding it and you're not. Right. It's so obvious to everybody else. Yeah. So. Oh, I know it's really hard to do that, but I mean, on a small level, that's how I feel when I try to get people to come to yoga. I'm like, you know, everyone's always complaining about something. And I'm like, you know what helps that? <laughs> you know what yeah. helps that? Like, you got a headache? Yoga. You got a whatever. You know, it's like, I feel like yoga is the answer to everything. Because somehow, every yoga class you go to is always exactly what you needed. And I've been to many classes where I was like, you know, not feeling my strongest and ended up being my strongest practice because of the way I was being guided. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's just sometimes I think we need to... Just get out of our own way. Yeah, and also <laughs> hear it from someone else. Yeah, but yoga, I'm just like, so it's funny when people go, but I'm not flexible. I'm like, that's why we go to yoga. <laughs> to get flexible, you can't It's you yeah. can't expect to be the end result of what you're envisioning. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, I think we forget that there needs to be some grit and some, you know, just like showing up when you don't want to. Yeah, I feel like I felt like a lot of my things. whole life about yoga. Yeah. I'm just not good at it. Well, yeah. But what? Yeah, what happens? You just keep getting not better mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. Instead of going the other way. Exactly. So. Yeah, and that's like uh, my my oldest. She's my kid that I have to like push to be really uncomfortable because she's never gonna put herself in an uncomfortable situation. Mm-hmm. But it's with her. I'm like, you are in your own damn way. You know, so I just want her to like find her thing that. Yeah, she needs something that she feels super confident. That was me growing up. I think that's an oldest child. Yeah, she won't try anything without me pushing her because she doesn't want to be bad at it. She's such a perfectionist that she can't imagine being bad at something. So it's really hard. So I, I like try to break it down now to where it's like, if you don't, if you don't stop with this line of thinking you're going to be really miserable because then that means everyone else is going to have their way with you mentally you know what I mean like they're going to be able to manipulate you into things because you need to know who you are you know yeah yeah I feel that (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's just um being being courageous I think is enough to just say I'm scared but I'm gonna do it anyway and then you know that's how we learn and I think we need to be better at having a beginner mindset with a lot of things in life and and being okay with failing because yeah I feel like especially in the world of social media it looks like everybody got it Mm -hmm. on the first try everybody's winning (laughs) fail a hundred times before you win but you're never gonna win if you don't keep failing yeah. You have to fail. I know. I can't believe it. Just when I look at back at like videos of me first trying headstands and completely failing and it, it was so funny, you know, like the end result, I can do that now and then some, and it didn't cost me all that energy, you know? Yeah, so it's like, you but this is 10 years, this is 10 years down like, the road. Hey, I suck at it. I'm just going to stop. Yeah, it's like 10 years down the road. This is what happens when you keep showing up. You know, you're just going to get rewarded by your own hard work. Yeah. So. Who the hell's mowing your lawn? It's 8 (laughs) o'clock. Probably the tweaker. Oh, it's the the gardener that blew a kiss at you. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness. Well, that was a good one. So yeah, today doshas, tarot, Go energy. Go look up yours because I bet you will look it up. And the quiz is like ten questions. It's super quick. It's yeah. not like a crazy intense no. um, questionnaire. 
But the moment I saw the results, I was like, oh, it was yeah. like a smack in the face reminder of what I need to be doing to yeah. get myself healthy. Yeah. And so it was on uh, Chopra.com and then on there, it takes you to a different link. So yeah, we can link it in our Instagram too. Okay. We'll do that. People can go there. Yeah. So we leave you guys with that this week. And, um, <laughs> fuck, what like, day is it even? <laughs> like, we really went on a ride. <laughs> Well, we we went on a ride of 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 <laughs> no, I'm thinking of the word. It, it just left me. Um, alternative, no, esoteric. Oh, that's kind of what it is. I mean, maybe not the not Ayurveda because that's an ancient study, but yeah. the other was very esoteric today. And sometimes we all need to hear something that we don't know anything about or makes us a little bit uncomfortable to start researching what these things are. Yeah. Or something that's going to push you to do something you've been avoiding, like digging into your feelings. (laughs) I'm too in touch with those these days. I know. For all you people that are suppressing them. It's okay to let it go. Let it go. Okay, I'm not going to sing. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week. Have a wonderful one. Goodbye.